Hello and welcome to the award-winning podcast. The recordings of a fangirl. Hashtag sarcasm. Playoff NFL edition on a Thursday, not a Wednesday. This this week, Thursday, the nineteenth of January, twenty twenty-three. So we have some interesting matchups this week. Going into the divisional round, the wild card round was eh. I say there were some really, 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 really good games. Obviously, the Jaguars' comeback win was incredible. The Giants holding off the Vikings was a great game to watch. Um, you know, um, the Cowboys game was boring. The 49ers game was pretty good. The Bills game was eh. And the Bengals game was okay. Those are the, those are the ones that, those are the teams that have won, obviously. Um, the Chiefs are playing their first playoff game of the year, as as is the Eagles. So it's the Jaguars first Chiefs, the first game up this weekend on Saturday at four thirty. Game one. So, um, I mean. What am I going to say about this game? I don't foresee the Jaguars beating the Chiefs. I just hope to God they don't get blown out. Because who wants to watch a playoff game of a team getting blown out? I mean, the Chiefs are really good. I mean, let's just be real. Um... Um, I mean, Patrick Mahomes is a dangerous playoff quarterback. Um, he always steps up for the big games. Um, excuse me. He's a terrific playoff performer. Um, you know, I mean, if you think about it with Kansas City, they fine-tune their game all season long, and then they unleash it in the playoffs. It's like they say, okay, here we are. We're the Chiefs. We're in first place. We're great. We're 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 gonna we're gonna beat these teams. We're gonna have a great season. And then once the playoff time comes, boom. Top level. They level up. Now, I will say, because there were so many rookies and newcomers entering the fold for the Chiefs defense. And they had to have their health had definitely played a role in things. They have one of the best defensive coordinators in Steve Spagnolia. Making adjustments um, in the secondary, um, in the front four. That combined with the players getting more comfortable over time has led to them being a very awesome defense. So it's going to be hard for the Jaguars against that defense. Now, who are the top Jaguar players? Obviously, 
is Trevor Lawrence. I mean, we've seen that he struggled out of the gate in the wild card round. He had four interceptions in the first half. They were down 27 nothing. But he can flip a switch and get the offense going at any time. Um, now, if Kansas City can replicate some of the pressure that it got in the first matchup, it boasts a good shot of slowing Lawrence down a bit. So that's what you have to bank on for Kansas City. Um, I think the game is going to be Chiefs 31, Jaguars 24. That's, that's the way I see it. Um, but the Jaguars should be proud of themselves because look at how freaking as far they gotten and nobody predicted that they, they didn't make the playoffs this year. So the next round, that's Saturday, afternoon at 4.30. Supposedly 8.15, the next game begins. I'm going to say that game's going to get pushed back to 8.30 start. <clears throat> it's kind of ridiculous to have it start at 8.15. I don't, I don't know. We'll see. And all depends also how the Chiefs-Jaguars game goes. Um, but the Giants-Eagles. The Giants have a good shot at winning this game. The Giants have a good shot at winning this game. There, there's no doubt in my mind. Now, obviously... The Eagles will be a little rusty because they haven't played. That always happens when the team has a week off. And the Giants are coming off a big, humongous win on the road in Minnesota. So, <clears throat> this is the 181st time that they have this divisional matchup. Okay. And the winner will play, obviously. San Francisco or, or the Cowboys, whatever. The Eagles are coming off the bye week after defeating the Giants in the regular season finale January 4th. But I mean, nobody was really pretty much playing that game. Let's be real. Um, Daniel Jones completed 24 of 35 passes for 301 yards and two touchdowns while rushing 17 times for 78 yards against Minnesota. The Giants made plays on defense while holding the running back, Cook, to 60 yards on 15 carries. <clears throat> um, they will face a pass rush that has 70 sacks this season. Eagles quarterback Jalen Hurts should, you know, he, he runs the ball effectively. Um, they have pass action pass. They have run pass option. Um, you know, um, I just don't know how this is going to turn out. I mean, the Giants are coming off a road win, and they're preparing on a short week. The Eagles are well-rested, but that doesn't necessarily mean anything. I just think it's going to be a close game. I don't, you know, hmm. I'm just try I'm just trying to think in terms for the Giants. 
Mm. I mean, the Giants got a chance. I mean, you gotta assume that that Hertz's shoulder won't be a hundred percent, but we can also assume that it'll be a lot better than it was two weeks ago. Um, the Eagles' defense will have their hands full with Daniel Jones running and obviously Barkley running. Um, the Eagles' defense has been outstanding all season. I I just don't see as much as I can't stand Philadelphia. Sorry people, but I can't. Um you know, I don't really see the Giants winning this game. I'm going to say it's going to be a close game though. I'm going to go with Eagles 30, Giants 27. But I will make the statement like I made last podcast. The Giants are the NFL Cinderella team. Every time, I'm telling you, there, there's only one team that I would say that would be the best Cinderella team, and that's always the Giants. No, I will not, and I will not say this to Jaguars. Sorry, but not, sorry, but not sorry. The Giants are always that Cinderella team that come from behind, that have miraculous catches, that just have that magic. They just have that magic, like, like that magic touch in the playoffs. Wouldn't be surprised if it happens again, but I'm going to go with, I'm going to say the Eagles. As hard as that is for me. <clears throat> then Sunday, we have the Bengals and the Bills. I'm picking the Bills. Obviously, I picked the Bills to get to the, to the Super Bowl. So I'm going to go with um, the Bills. And then, of course, you have DeMar Hamilton. And all the positive energy now, all that energy surrounding this team that makes me feel as if it's their year. You know, you always have those stories with every team that wins that just makes it feel like it was meant to happen. Like they're meant to be. I, I, just, um, I just don't see... You know, I mean, they. I just don't see the Bengals pulling this off here. Um, you know, um, I mean, the matchup is the matchup. Um, I don't want that. I'm trying to look to see just my numbers. Hold on a minute. Okay. Now, some people are thinking the Bengals will upset the Bills. But it's going to be almost impossible to top last year's divisional round. Remember, all four games last year ended and were designed by a total of 15 points. And we had all those field goals, remember that. I'm just, in case you all forgot about that. Um, I, let's see, all right, 
the, I think this is going to be the best game though of the weekend is going to be the Bengals versus the Bills. I don't see this game being like, you know, I don't see this game being a blowout on either side. Um, so the Buffalo gets the home field advantage. The Bills were seven and one there at their um, at their home stadium. Josh Allen has a high powered offense with a strong connection with Diggs. Uh, they got a couple factors that will keep the Bengals in the game. The Bills do need to run the ball. The Bills will get sacks, but Joe Burrow will escape them a few times. Don't forget he did that all last year. Um, I think Joe Mixon will be the difference maker for the Bengals if they're going to pull this off. If they're going to pull off the upset, and they're going to they're going to have to have Mixon be the difference the difference maker, and Burrow is going to have to deliver in the clutch. And then they can win it. But I'm still going to go with Bills 34, Bengals 31. That's how close it's going to be. Now, just let's just go back to the Giants game for a second. Um, remember, the Eagles had seven sacks in that last matchup. Week 18 matchup. I mean, the week... Well, the week 14 matchup was not even, was not in a, was not, it was a blowout. The week 18 matchup was close. The Eagles had seven sacks in that matchup. And the key against Daniel Jones, who just threw two interceptions in his last seven starts and threw for 334 yards against the Vikings. So New York has to run the ball. But in their first meeting against the Eagles, Barkley only had 28 yards. So it all is going to come down to two things. It's going to come down with the pass rush. And Giants pushing them to the limit. It's going to come down to Jalen Hurts. It's going to come down to Barkley. And it's going to come down to Daniel Jones. That's that for that one. I just... I forgot to say that. Whoopsie. So I'll just go back to that game. But I still pick the Eagles. Close one, but I still pick the Eagles. All right. Then the last game of the evening is the 630 game, which is the 49ers against the Cowboys. The 49ers beat the Cowboys 23-17 in the wild card game last season. And we all know they have a history. Okay. But will Dallas be able to get their running game going this year, this this game. Dak Prescott silenced a few critics with his victory against the Buccaneers. But now the challenge is coming against the pass rush led by Nick Bosa. Dalton Schultz could have a huge game here too. Brock Purdy, who looked comfortable in his first ever playoff start, who, by the way, I think is going to be the starting quarterback next season for the 49ers, is not Trey Lance. He literally just took Trey Lance's uh, job away. Because you'd have to be stupid not to start him next year and be his starting quarterback. Anyway, they also have Christian McCaffrey, who you know how I feel about CMC. He not only affects the rush game, but the passing game. Because that's just how good of a player Christian McCaffrey is. And then you have Debo Samuel, who were their best in last year's blowout against Seattle. Um, who were their, at their best in the blowout against Seattle. 
So San Francisco rushed for 169 yards in last year's victory. McCaffrey and Eli Mitchell will chip away at Dallas, and Purity has to throw more than two touchdowns. Um, I think San Francisco is going to just kill them. I think if we're going to have a blowout game this weekend, this is the blowout game. I think the 49ers are going to win, like, 35 to 14. I don't see Dallas pulling this off. I will be shocked if Dallas pulls this off. But I predict the 49ers are going to win. And my prediction is going to be Bill's 49ers for the Super Bowl now. Because I did predict Minnesota and the Giants pulled out that, that upset. Good for them. Bad for Minnesota. Um, but I, I, I don't see the 49ers losing this game. I'll be shocked if 49ers lose. And it all depends. So, you know, the scouting report on on purity on purity is is different. People don't like understand like the difference between purity and I was talking on Twitter with some people about purity and Daniel Jones, and the differences between these two quarterbacks. I mean. You know, Purity, I'm going to tell you what his scouting report is. Because it's just very, he's an excellent, he's an excellent, excellent decision maker. Now he's from, he he went to the college at Ohio State, for those that don't know. All right, so he's an accurate passer. He has very good composure in the pocket. He has good timing. He shows anticipation. He moves his eyes through progressions. He leads receivers for more yardage after the catch. He has a natural feel. But I feel that if he wasn't in the West Coast offense, which he is very good at in the West Coast, he's a very good fit for the West Coast offense, as we have seen since week 11 when he started. Um, he needs all those superstars surrounding him in order to be successful, whereas Daniel Jones does not. And I'll get to that in a minute. Um, he's not a running threat, Parrot Purdy. He's not a running threat. He struggles to avoid the pass rush. Um, his best season in college was as a sophomore, where he completed 65.7% of his passes for 3,900 yards. 27 touchdowns, and he only had nine interceptions, which is not bad at all. Let's be, let's be real. In the shortened 2020 season, he stayed consistent. He had 19 touchdowns and nine interceptions. He has the physical talent of being a caliber quarterback. Now, Jones, because this is what I, I – we had this discussion on – Twitter, so I will bring it here, and I will tell you. Okay. Um, okay, so Daniel Jones went to Duke, for those that don't know. Okay, he is a great running quarterback. His legs are a strength. He can throw a fastball into tight windows. He's able to loft in touch passes. He throws a very catchable ball. He has good field vision at times. He works through his progressions. We have seen him. We have seen him 
push the ball downfield. He can throw receivers open. We've seen him have good vision on the field at times. And what he had to work on this past year was making the bonehead play. Because last year, that's what he did. But he was learning. Like, here's the thing that fans don't understand. It takes some time for players to be developed. They're not all going to be developed when you think they're going to be developed. Like, for one quarterback, it may take him one full season to be developed. Another quarterback, it may take two or three. Another quarterback may take three or four years. Every quarterback is different. So when they come to the NFL from college, it depends on so many other factors that surround that quarterback for them to be developed. And who helped now this year develop him was Brian Dahl. Dahl, whatever his the coach. I never can say his name right, and I don't want to really screw that up. <laughs> now, he has learned to not hold the ball that long this year. He has improved his timing this year. He learned not to throw, throw into coverage when he shouldn't throw into coverage. He has learned, and he's also learned from two of the best quarterbacks in the NFL, Peyton and Eli Manning. So, I mean, Giant fans who are, like, anti-Daniel Jones don't want to hear me say this, but he's your quarterback. He is your franchise quarterback. Now, what's interesting about him is that he will be franchise, franchise tagged, and that will be at $45 million. The Giants right now, I believe, only have $56 million. So, that puts a little interesting snap into it. Because, uh, what are we going to do? Like, literally, what what are they going to do? Now, I'm just going to see if I can quickly look, which is very difficult for me to quickly look. But I will try my best to find... Um, okay. Um... Hold on, we're getting closer. Oh, maybe it was it right here. I don't remember if this is it here. Now, okay, here's here's my okay. So someone said to me, it's hard to evaluate Purdy, um, and obviously, you know, if you put Jones on the 49ers, Super Bowl favorites, and I said disagree. I think the weapons help Purity in ways that wouldn't help Jones. Jones, without a doubt, needs, needs Barkley. Difference between the two quarterbacks is Daniel is a running quarterback and Purity is not. Purity is able to loft, like I just said, loft in touch passes and is an instinctive player. Jones, great outside the pocket. He's great outside the pocket. Um... Jones can throw a fastball into tight windows. He's able to loft the touch passes in and throws a catchable ball. But he but he runs not due to lack of weapons, but lack of the offensive line presence and protection since the pocket collapses on him. Like the Giants still have I'm not gonna say a poor offensive line. They have a better offensive line than they've had in like the past like like two uh, two years. But I just feel as though That's why he runs. He's also instinctive. 
That's what I said. He's instinctive. He knows when he has to run, and he runs. He doesn't stand there like the other quarterback on the other New York team. Um, but, I mean, talking about You know, um, the 49ers are too good. Um, I said they're going to win 27-17. That was like two days ago. I'm going to up that score for San Francisco. I'm going to tell you, I think they're just going to blow up the Cowboys. Um, I just don't see what's going to happen with Jones. It's going to be quite interesting on the offseason. But we'll get there when we get there. So I'll talk about that next time. So let's see how the team does first. So, four games this week. My predictions, again. Chiefs are winning. 49ers are winning. Eagles are winning. Bills are winning. Those are my four predictions for the win. That's who I think is going to win the games this weekend. We'll see. Last weekend's I was, I think, two for two. Two, two. I'm two and two. So we'll see. We'll see how it goes. I thought Tampa Bay was going to win. They lost. I thought Minnesota was going to win. They lost. I thought the Colts. I thought, um, I did not see the Jaguars winning the game. I thought the Chargers were going to win the game. Not the Colts, the Chargers. Um, I thought the Chargers were going to win. They didn't. Um, I thought the Bills were going to win. I was right in the Bengals, so I was I was right on those two games. I think I was like two and three, actually. Um, so we'll see what happens this weekend. So enjoy your football watching. Enjoy, enjoy, enjoy. Um, if you are an avid hockey fan, I will be doing my hockey podcast tomorrow. Yes, I talk about the New York Rangers. I will be talking about them. But I also will be talking about what hockey Twitter like exploded the past like, 24, 48 hours. It has exploded over um, um, the Ho- National Hockey League and Pride. Pride Week or Pride Day or Celebrating Pride or one of those. And politics being thrown into the mix with social issues and Twitter just nearly exploding to death. So I'm going to talk about that tomorrow. I have a couple other things to talk about tomorrow. I've got a couple interesting things happening. Mm -hmm. And um, I'll just say, you know, a little naughty tease here for you. Yes, that's what exactly I just said. Naughty tease. I'll be giving you one tomorrow on Friday. Not like a freebie Friday naughty style. So if you want to listen, you want to know what that is, listen to my podcast tomorrow. I will see you all next week. Enjoy the football games.